0: This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilly, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What up, John. That's more like it. We're, we're up 2-1, man.
1: <sighs> yep. And now I'm now I'm feeling confident. So that last yes. first pot I was sad, Second pot I was yes. elated. This pot yes. I'm cocky.
0: It's over. The series is over. <laughs> yeah. I'm i I'm, I'm saying it right now.
1: <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. We're uh, one, a 116,
0: 108 team. victory by the Lakers tonight. The series yes. is over. Two one, just they don't even need to play the next two. I would CJ agree. start packing up those fifty bottles of wine he's got cooling in his room.
1: No. In his uh, Mich- Michelob Ultra uh, uh cooler. <laughs> Did you see that commercial? <laughs> Like, yeah, but have you?
0: Did you? So oh, because you don't watch the national broadcast. No, they I were hate saying it. the other game. Yeah. This is this is weird for two reasons. Okay. So he had like 50 bottles of wine sent to to Orlando because apparently he's a wine connoisseur. Okay. Um. So he had 50 bottles sent. He's apparently been keeping his room at 50 degrees Fahrenheit when he's out of the room, and he's basically made it his his hotel room into a wine cellar. And then he turns it up to 60 when he's in the room so that it's a little more tolerable. Here's the thing. I maybe he's a wine white a white wine drinker you don't store red wine at 50 degrees fahrenheit yeah that's real cold my dog that's you stored it like 60 to 65 cellar temp as they would say so like no no hating on white wine but like i don't know that many people who are like white wine collectors especially not enough to have 50 (laughs) bottles shipped somewhere well could be like
1: I mean, if he wants it that cold, couldn't he just store it in the fridge in the kitchen or something? Like, don't they? Yeah, these
0: guys guys have, like, you know, they've they've all brought, like, lots of stuff. They've brought TVs. They've brought, like, why couldn't he just bring a wine fridge? Yeah. Instead, he's just, like, jacking up the AC bill on the the hotel and, like, making his room too cold to live
1: in. And screwing up his recovery.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's good for his back. Maybe, like, the cool air is, like, helping reduce... Yeah,
1: okay. Do you know more about this? So... So he, 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 has has a he has a fractured spinal column. Yeah, yeah, he's he, a fractured he spinal column. He still looks quite good at basketball. How is
0: that possible? I don't know. It, he was looking wine, a lot more stiff. It's all the wine. It's <laughs> kind of loosened up. Yeah. <laughs> he was looking. I thought he was looking stiff. I thought it looked like he was he was noticeably having trouble in the seating games. Uh-huh. And then suddenly he faces the Lakers, and and it doesn't mm. really seem like he has a broken back after Quartison all. Cortisone shots, but I mean, probably I'm sure they're doing everything they can to get them out there they need yeah. them um yeah i don't know anyway sorry for sorry for interjecting the uh the wine story
1: no it's fine i'm sorry for uh breaking your back there <laughs> <laughs> um, um I, well we didn't do this last time because we were so excited but now that we're cocky <laughs> confident and cool yeah. i want to thank all of our followers I invite you to please subscribe to the pod on itunes stitcher potify spotify <laughs> you
0: know Maybe I'll start
1: that. Spotify, listen to all
0: your Dortz podcasts.
1: <laughs> the Google Podcast app, Amazon Podcast podcast app, or wherever you get your Sorry, podcasts.
0: I need to rewrite that. That's audible, right? <laughs> I,
1: I'm i not sure if they have two things. I'm not sure. But if you're enjoying this uh, kind of sloppy pod, just like the first uh, quarter and a half that the Lakers had, uh, please share it with your friends and uh, comment on iTunes specifically and check us out on social media at LukeWaltontalksLakers.com. Listen. We'll tighten
0: it up from here on out. I promise.
1: Yeah, just like the Lakers, man. You can start sloppy as as long as you close strong.
0: Yeah. So Luke, you kind of just hit on it. What's the story of this game? Can you just give us like the the two sentence overview?
1: Yeah. LeBron James is great at basketball. <laughs> Anthony Davis joins again in the second half.
0: Yeah. When Le- when Anthony Davis wants to be good at basketball, this team is is unbeatable. Yeah.
1: No. It, it was it was really like LeBron. LeBron carried the load. And kept us in this game, and then AD took us over the top. And with like, to be fair, some clutch like streaks of uh, you know assists from Caruso to Dwight Howard to Anthony Davis. in the second half it was awesome. And then some yeah. big threes from uh, KCP, KCP, who was cold in the, the first. Bullying half. worked. It worked, man. KCP's back. We just gotta <laughs> we gotta dig deeper into Green, man. Like, okay, to be fair, I like his defense. like I I think that he's really he's like he's making up for it as much as possible but he's got to hit those threes man he's got to be more confident he's he's passing up on open looks now and that's exactly what we don't want from him specifically like I'm I'm okay if Caruso like looks off a three unless it's wide open you know there's probably there might be a better option option out
0: there but yeah Danny but Danny's got to keep shooting yeah he's got to keep shooting if he's out there he's got to be shooting like even if he's bricking him just keep firing them like he, exactly, yeah. exactly. So
1: it was it was a it was all in all an exciting game. I thought that uh, Portland played hard and they they tried their best, uh, but they're not good enough.
0: No, we're clearly the superior team. You know, one thing I, I didn't get into in the last mm-hmm. one just because I wanted it to be all all the, all that positivity, but th- the media is like. I really hate being like a a, a mainstream media basher Uh in this time that we're living in. Yeah. Right. With, with many people um, doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I got to say, man, like the, the talking head sports media, like they're just finding every way they can to diminish what the Lakers are doing or what their chances are. It's so frustrating because it's so obvious. So it's like before game one, we kind of talked about this. It's like, oh, this Portland team should be a four or five seed with Nurkic. Like, the Lakers, Mm -hmm. this is is real tough for them. I don't know if they're going to be able to make it. Then they beat us, and it's like, oh, this Portland team was barely an eighth seed. This is an embarrassment that the Lakers, like, couldn't win this game. Mm -hmm. Then we come back and smoke them Mm -hmm. in the second game. And now the story is they're depleted, they're injury riddled, Mm -hmm. Ariza opted out. This isn't the real Blazers. Like, I'm sorry, four days ago, you were telling us that they're loaded and that their roster's back and that this roster is currently constructed as a four or five seed. Mm -hmm. So which is it? Like, they're just like such blatant apologists for whoever the Lakers Mm -hmm. are playing. And it just drives me crazy. Like Chuck might've been a total moron for mm-hmm. saying that he thought the Blazers would sweep the Lakers if they won game one. Mm-hmm. But at least he said it before game one.
1: Yeah. And at least he sticks to his idiocy and just, like, he knows who he is. <laughs> He's a Lakers yeah. hater through and through. Yeah.
0: And and that's fine. But you've got Paul Pierce out here pulling the dagger out and jabbing LeBron in the back after game one. Yep. It's like, guys, did you did you not watch the game? Like. it it, like we you know we we've been over it it wasn't it wasn't the beating that everyone said it was we just shot poorly and lost one quarter i'll
1: give you something though i'll give you something this is something we were texting about earlier i think this is all playing into our hands whether or not paul pierce realizes this i think that like you look at okay in my in my book there are three goat level players that you drop into any time period and they're going to kick some ass and that's michael kobe and lebron obviously you know kareem magic like they're they're in the conversation but in terms of just like all around perimeter player it's just going to destroy you at you know every plane of the basketball like three point mid-range those three guys
0: i think however you want to rank who the best basketball players of all time are whatever i don't think there's disputing that those are certainly three of the most competitive people to ever play basketball
1: particularly if you're just talking about drop into any era any style of play they're going to kick some ass yeah um, and so, anyway, I, I digress. That's, not, that's less what I'm trying to say. I, I, what I'm trying to say is that those three guys exhibit similar mental gymnastics, where you only get to be the best among greats if you're kind of insane, if you're kind of sociopathic, if you if you find things to drive yourself that other people just wouldn't. You know, yeah, like, you
0: fabricate the, the challenge. Basically.
1: Exactly. Because because yeah. there's, it doesn't exist anymore. It's like, hey, man, you're you're the best of basketball. It's like, oh, but everyone's out to get me. No one <laughs> believes in me. You know, like right. yeah. hashtag revenge season. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah. I, I feel like there's an element of this with LeBron in the bubble. And part of what we saw it come to fruition tonight is that. Like the way that LeBron played tonight was not like he just got hot and was hitting every three, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, here's a fluky game by LeBron. No, this was like this is a LeBron that was like, hey, I'm the best basketball player in the world. Yeah. For don't forget it kind of moment. And for him to get that fire lit. I feel like hearing that kind of hate because in game and it was it was great because in game two he was the facilitator he was orchestrating everything he got all of his teammates back on track got KCP you know that that confidence that he needed that we saw carry over into this game he was getting Kuz some looks he was getting Caruso some looks he was giving AD some love everything was was starting to gel and then in game three he goes okay I'm gonna go get some points
0: yeah and and like and we, need, we needed it tonight, and we, we needed, needed it. it tonight.
1: But I, I feel like there's this element of like like a, a lot of people have talked about the stats of LeBron's teams that go to the playoffs, um, which <laughs> the vast majority of them, um, <laughs> and and the record the record in like the, the final eight games of the season it's below 500, like abysmally yeah. so. And people are like, oh, I wonder what that is. If it's like LeBron, I think that part of it is LeBron. Building a narrative against himself that he can go beat. Like I think he likes it in a weird, sick, twisted kind of way that Kobe or Michael Jordan do too. Where it's like you need you need to build a monster when there isn't one.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I certainly wouldn't put it wouldn't put it past him. He, he's, I think he's the the type of person to like. Yeah, for personal motivation reasons or even just like career arc reasons. Uh, to me, you know, one thing that these modern NBA guys all kind of have in common uh-huh. that I think a lot of their predecessors didn't is they're much more meta about their career arc. Yeah. In the middle of it.
1: Yeah. And trying especially, to dictate especially it. Especially LeBron.
0: Yeah. He's and we, the most we saw meta Kobe do seen. that. Yeah in a big way at the end of his career yeah definitely right like like we saw him really embrace the media towards the end of his career to try to like solidify his his legacy Mm -hmm. uh lebron has been doing that since he was 16 basically yeah you know right um no one i don't think we've ever like i think lebron is the undisputed goat of media manipulation i agree yeah of of nba players (laughs) totally you know he he knows how to play the game that yep. game better than anybody. Yep. So I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't. I don't. I, yeah.
1: So, I I think we saw some of that frustration come back to bite people like Paul Pierce, who are just haters that are just mad that LeBron like kept him from the finals, and on his like reunion like jersey uh, retirement game, you know, it smoked the Celtics. I think that it's he's just a salty pooper pants. Man,
0: <laughs> he's just mad. LeBron hasn't shit himself in the game. <laughs> um, speaking of another Paul Pierce who shat the bed, or another Paul, another Paul who shat the bed. Okay, uh, uh, I my my ability to tr- to uh, connect those things was about as uh, as good as this Paul's ability to make baskets the other night. <laughs> um, playoff P. When a solid like three of sixteen
1: Pandemic P man.
0: <laughs> Pandemic P, I like it. I mean I, I mean, this is unbelievable, right? Like if if KCP doesn't get uh excuse me, not KCP, if if Kristoffs <laughs> doesn't get ejected out of the first game, yeah. And if Luca doesn't get hurt in game three, yeah. the Mavs are up three0 I know. Now they're not. They're not. They're, they're not. not. So so yeah, they're. You know the, the Clippers and us have the same record in the series. Right. Right. So yep. so you know I'm not going to play that game. But man, like what it, what it does show me is that is that uh the Mavs have have found the recipe for defeating mm-hmm. the Clippers. Now there are not many teams with a player like Luka Doncic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We fortunately are one of those teams. <laughs> yeah. Because really, Luka Doncic is a player like LeBron James. <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. Yep. So it's like we have a better Luka uh, and a better Kristaps. So if, if LeBron hits his shots, we
1: sweep the Clippers.
0: If he doesn't, if he doesn't, we can lose. No, this is the it, arrogance lose. that this podcast has yeah. has been lacking. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. We are we're up 2-1 now. I can do this. <laughs> but I'm serious. The way that they defended us in the regular season was just pack the paint, double any of our centers that are inside, dare LeBron to hit a 3. If LeBron catches yeah. fire and drops 50 on their heads, that it's and then it breaks. Then they can't defend that way anymore and now eighty's open. You know, it's it literally yeah. could be a a a slaughter if lebron is shooting well which is a big if he hasn't looked great so far he looked a little bit better in this game in terms of his outside shot but i mean he he's clearly he's one of the best in the game and one of the best of all time in getting inside and using his footwork and
0: yeah i mean he finished four of eight
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh from three Mm -hmm. which which is a which is a box score looks great yeah but all of that came basically like in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, mm-hmm. like all of the first half, it was just
1: brick yeah. after brick after And, break. and But the, this was the first game. <clears throat> it was like, okay, there's that there's that momentum. And, I, you know, yeah. part of it's mental. And part of it is like, stop doing those stupid like step backs against big guy. You know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like with those stupid fall away <laughs> step backs. He, I what is he I am so curious what he shoots on because at least in my gut it feels like it's like 15%. I don't know what it really is. But I don't he, feel good when he does season
0: that. he hit a decent percentage. Of yeah, that. that's fair. That's fair. Um so one this more note on the, the bubble for 3. That it's that's very fair. Yeah, but small so sample have, size. Small samples. I have two notes on LeBron. Yeah. And then and then I want to uh move on to some other guys. So um one thing that's interesting is is his minutes. Mm-hmm. so he only played thirty four minutes tonight dude that's crazy which is crazy to mind because it felt like he was out line. there the whole game I know um and in a crucial game with some real crunch time, like it wasn't you know anyways i'm I'm just yep. kind of surprised but i I kind of love it i I think that Vogel knows that we're better than this team in a mm-hmm. real deep way and so he's like I don't like if it takes me playing leBron forty two minutes a game to beat them like we shouldn't beat them yeah so it's, it's a little dull. arrogant, it's a little risky, but I kinda mm-hmm. like that he's taking the chances. Um yeah. in game two we only played twenty seven minutes because not, obviously we blew but, him out.
1: But they're not deep. That's the beauty of this team is that like, yeah. like we put our second unit against their second unit just hockey lineup, we're better. Like they're yeah. they're having to ride Dame. I don't know what his, his minutes are, but it at least again it feels like Dame is out there a lot or, or like Dame or CJ is out there pretty much yeah at all times and we were all they both played
0: luck. 43 minutes carmelo played 42 which is Bain that's played crazy 43, for CJ an old played man. 43. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i know poor guy i mean <laughs> yeah. he, he was he had 20 points on 20 shots like that's that's so that's carmelo, a kobe farewell yeah. season <laughs> yeah, line
1: for sure i mean he was hitting them in that third but so was he, AD. yeah he I had mean, that
0: run in the middle where yeah. he was like hitting all those old yeah. school twos exactly um so my fun. one other... It
1: was a little fun. Like, I have to kind of admit. It was, it was. I, I, it, it's, nice, it's nice
0: to see a guy like Carmelo, like, get a couple buckets, you yeah. know, re- think back <laughs> to, to, you know, when he was on the Knicks. Um, <laughs> my my one other fun note about LeBron. Yeah. <clears throat> this is uh, from Mike Trudell. Okay. At Lakers Reporter. Great Twitter handle, by the way. Good for him for nabbing at Lakers Reporter. <laughs> totally. Um, LeBron James moves up to number two on the all-time playoff wins list mm. with his 158th win, trailing only, I, I didn't know this, uh, Lakers' own Derek Fisher. Really? With 161 wins. Derek Fisher is number one all-time in playoff wins. Playoff wins. Yeah, 161. Uh, LeBron passed Tim Duncan, who is now third wow. uh, with 157. So, uh, I mean, LeBron will pass Derek Fisher as long as we don't. Mm-hmm. uh as long as we don't lose this series uh and as long as we win one game in the next next round yep. he'll tie Derek fisher if we win two games he'll he'll pass him which is pretty that's, cool that's What's, pretty cool i love i love that when lebron breaks all these records they're all against former lakers
1: i know isn't that cool it makes me feel I love pretty that he's great doing it's it as a laker
0: yes yes it could, it's like it's like only like deep more, deep more deeply entrenching our our, mm-hmm. our our legacy and our self-assuredness um all right, so I want to I want to read you Anthony Davis's first half versus second half stat lines, and oh. I want to get your take on this. Yeah, Anthony Davis first half, one for three mm-hmm. uh, from the field, mm-hmm. four of nine from mm-hmm. free throws on, from the line, six points, three assists, five boards, two steals, two blocks, minus one. So that's a nirk- first half. That's a nirk-ish. first half stats. That's a first stats. <laughs> um, I, I mean. The, it was a weird first half. It was. for AD. It was. He was. He was not aggressive. No. Nope.
1: Uh, and to be he fair. he got into I mean, a little bit of
0: foul trouble. And
1: Portland was playing him pretty well. They were doubling better. They were, you know, sending help, forcing him in weird ways, putting a little bit more pressure on him.
0: But the low point for me was when Anthony was, was when Carmelo yeah. Anthony like forced him baseline. It was just like, dude, Anthony, come on, man, like <laughs> you can't let Mello. Like, I know.
1: That was a little boy for sure. And that, that was that yeah. was a sign like, OK, this is this is a weird game. But I'm so glad that he he turned around, which we'll get to. And I think a, a part of that was Dwight Howard. I really think that Dwight helped a lot in this game and he was getting away with some little classic dirty <laughs> vet kind of stuff where the, one of my favorites was. So he goes down on the block, and as he's going down on the block, he grabs Nurkic's arm. The so so just to put it in perspective, so the ref is behind Nurkic. He is so it goes ref, Nurkic, Dwight. <laughs> Dwight goes and wraps his arm around Nurkic's arm and grabs him by the shoulder. So that he's like like wrestling moved. Nurkic. And the, yeah. the ref can't see it just because the body's blocking him. He so holds smart. him up. and it's it the total veteran the, move. Totally. But the best part was, so AD goes for a dunk, and he gets fouled. And as the whistle blows, Dwight Howard goes up to the ref to start complaining. He <laughs> goes <laughs> on him because he fouled him completely. <laughs> <laughs> but this moment, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nurk- yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, that definitely happened. It's <laughs> awesome. But to be that fair, awesome. I think that like I think Dwight is doing a good job of wearing guys down in that second corner. Oh, second yeah. quarter. And then like once you're at the third, now you've got had these big guys on you that entire time and AD's still got plenty in the tank.
0: You know? Oh, Nurk looks looked gassed. Dude, he looks so tired. Whiteside too. Quarter.
1: Whiteside yeah. looked humiliated. How many times get did Whiteside get dunked on this game? I, I counted at and least a, two. It might have been three or four. Yeah. It was it was pretty sweet, and I mean, I don't know. It was it was another one of those statement games where last game I thought broke their spirit, and this game, you know, broke their back. Well, look, <laughs> sorry, CJ, we, I feel so bad. I shouldn't be doing that.
0: We we did okay. to them what you and I talked about, like um, last time we talked. I was like, yep. hey, you know, one downside of changing your lineup so early in a series is that like you really signal to the other team that they figured you out. You know, uh, and they changed their lineup tonight and it didn't help like like Whiteside starting
1: momentarily. It seemed like it might.
0: No, we just weren't hitting free throws. If we'd been hitting free throws, we would have been like that that had nothing to do with Whiteside being out there.
1: Very, very, very good point. I mean, but at the same time, I thought that I thought that like the the flow wasn't there in that first half. that's fair you know like their their bigger lineup especially when they're fresh are playing us pretty well but like i thought we did the smart thing and attacked them in a way that they you know they got a bunch of fouls in the beginning but then like in the second half most of it was small ball like we we saw a lot of um you know single center lineups and like yeah
0: to that point can i read you davis's second half line let's do it 10 of 15 from the field Mm -hmm. he was one of three in the first half 10 of 15 amazing he only shot three 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 baskets in the first half 10 of 15 uh from the field three of five from the line uh 23 points five assists six rebounds one block plus 16 in the second half
1: and guess what jeff van gundy called him a quote capable shooter (laughs) capable not very good no you know he's a capable shooter and then literally four straight plays you know mid-range 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 that the last was one.
0: beautiful i was loved amazing. that stretch where he was like oh, i see you carmelo
1: well it was super funny too because caruso saw it and they're like why don't we just keep doing that over it, and it was yeah, like just it was like, running it pick and pop right side pick and pop left side, pick and pop, right side, pick and pop, left side, go for three, that left side fouled, three free throws. It was such yeah. a, like, that's a game-changing moment. If you can get four straight buckets on the same exact play, and their defense is just like, well, I mean,
0: we're broken. Yeah, I mean, what do you, I mean, I, I think that uh, Caruso played, like, a beautiful game tonight.
1: Totally. Totally, but that uh, was an almost, that was like a, like a <clears throat> nine-point differential just on that caruso ad you know two-man game with lebron on the bench
0: i mean that's what we have to have happen right is is those those runs when lebron's on the bench but which we have all season not gotten yeah i know so that i mean if we can start like even just holding our own in those minutes yep that's
1: gonna be a real test of the next I mean I think we could do that against Houston it'll be harder uh, to pull that off against deeper teams like Clippers or Bucks depending on if they even make it in but yeah <laughs> it'll be a test but at least we're at least we're seeing some signs of it and we're getting reps and we're coming through some adversity and we're figuring out identity and getting some rhythm I like there I could go on and on about all of the good stuff that's coming out of just one single loss in terms of mentality and waking us up. And it felt like playoff basketball, these last two games, not just cause we were playing well, but it, we were playing intensely and it
0: translated. I, yeah. being Well, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm trying to find, I can't find it, but I was trying to find <clears throat> something about Crusoe. Yeah. Um, I think his final, uh, I feel like I always talk about plus minus in single games and I, I, I know that it's not like a, a great thing, but it's something, hey. um, back it up with what you see It it's, makes sense. it's plus he was plus 10 before the the final two portland uh baskets like at the very end of the game when we just literally let them lay up yeah. the ball because we didn't want to foul them yep uh he was plus 15 yeah his seven assists tonight uh you know didn't like he never scores that many points but like man he was hounding dame hounding dame like like yep Dame time went twelve of twenty five tonight. Four of twelve from three, which it's not a that's not a bad oh I'm sorry, that was CJ. Sorry. Dame went eight for twenty, five of eleven. Not a it's still not a bad line, but like no, that's that's not a Damian Lillard line. Yeah. You
1: know? Well, that's all I mean that like all you can try to do on defense is not you're not gonna reduce a superstar to average. Just you wanna take him down like the notch of like good should be come average superstar should become star yeah and i feel like that's what we did the last two games and, and, is, yeah and
0: the crazy thing was that like he was doing it straight up on a couple possessions yeah
1: it's true uh, he had a KCP lot of help yeah. a lot
0: of possessions no casey yeah. can't but man like caruso was straight up on dame in a couple possessions and defended mm-hmm. him really nicely even if he scored or even if he got a bullshit foul yeah. like that it changes the game it's true,
1: and I I liked that we were able to counter because what they were like what they saw is that we were doing a really good job in the first two games guarding Dame in the pick and roll, uh, because we have the best hedging big man in the game in Anthony Davis. Like he's he's a he's one of the only guys that like you can have like hedge really high against like Dame or something like that and still be able to close out to somebody underneath. Like, you know, yeah, he, he's he's just he's like able to be like two defenders out there. Um, so they tried to mix it up. They tried to run more off ball, you know, screens and stuff like that, which was really good for CJ. I thought that he was he was doing a great job with that. And, and, you know, Dame got good shots, too. But I thought that it was great that we were able to keep that same defensive intensity and like and like still kind of keep them in check, even when they were trying to explore like, OK, how else can we get these guys open? It's like it doesn't matter. And I, I love those kind of moments. That's when you can get that gentleman sweep is if they start to doubt, is there even a, a way to make this work, so at
0: this point, what's your level of confidence that that, that will that will will gentlemen gentlemen sweep them? They basically Nine, will win uh, the remaining
1: ninety percent.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think. Part of it is just that there's not that much time between these games for people like Nurkic to rest up. Like I think Nurkic yeah, is coming into these games at like fifty percent. Yeah, it's energy. Part of, it.
1: part of it. I I think the the only ten percent that I have obviously is just that everybody gets cold or like LeBron sits a game because of a groin or something, you know,
0: which could happen. Yeah, that's that's totally true.
1: Um, um but we could so, still win. I think there's still a chance. There's like a weird universe that we could still win a game. It would be a close one, but if AD just balled out really hard and we got like oh, Ron yeah. back or something.
0: And if and, and if shot. Kuz had if Coos had like a big night or something. Yeah. Even can I like, just yeah. Yeah, go. So so I want to I want to shift gears here because because you uh, had to watch the national broadcast tonight, oh, uh, which you haven't really had to do in a while. No, but I have to do all the time because I don't live in in the, the the local broadcast area. Yeah. Um. But before I let you kind of go on your experience watching this national broadcast compared to the Spectrum, yeah, uh, broadcast, I just got to say, in the pregame, the jump, which the jump is normally pretty good, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the jump is normally pretty pretty solid basketball conversation Mm -hmm. chauncey billups and richard jefferson are in there talking about rondo because he was active before the game and then he had back spasms uh during during shoot around chauncey billups is talking about having rondo come back like it's jesus christ is is coming again (laughs) like like so that so so they they're talking about the whole time they're talking about the game The two of them just keep talking about how big it'll be to have Rondo back, how big it'll be to have Rondo back, how big it'll be to have Rondo back. Uh, Look, uh, it's it's on record that I'm not the biggest Rondo guy Mm -hmm. today and with you know what I mean, with with the player Mm -hmm. he is now. Yeah. Um, But I would certainly not mind having him back in the rotation for a few minutes. I I think he'd
1: be helpful. I think he'd be helpful. Um, But I I wouldn't go further than that.
0: But but two things. One, he's coming back. He hasn't. He like he just broke his thumb. He hasn't yeah. played basketball in months. Yeah. Many 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 months. He's not a young player anymore, right? And we're we're trying to integrate new guys and get lineups going, and so they're talking about Rondo, Rondo, Rondo. And then right before Rachel Nichols asks the guys to pick who they think is going to win, she goes, "By the way, we just heard Rondo's a scratch. He has back spasms." She goes, "So Chauncey, who do you think is going to win this game?" And he goes, "Oh man." You know, I was going to say the Lakers because I thought that Rondo was going to play 15 to 18 minutes and have a real big impact on this game. But pff, now that he's not playing, I got to go with the Portland Trailblazers. Jeez. I no wanted way. to throw my drink against the television. No way. I was just like, what is this wizardry that Rondo, like, what spell has he cast on anyone who played basketball in, in the yeah. year 2000? Yeah. Like,
1: I, I mean I'm like blowing the the when he was on the Bulls and when he was on the Pelicans both of those playoff series are very memorable of like you know like because like Rondo either gets hurt or you know it goes on goes on the bench and then everything falls apart so I think that that's part of it Um and like I would agree that on the second unit not all the time like I almost feel like he'd fill a similar role to what JaVale is filling like I don't I don't want him more than 15 minutes. I would prefer 10. Yeah. Uh. And, but he's not going to be a savior. I just think that he can help us when the offense is really stagnant. But I think Caruso is doing a great job of that right now, especially against this team. So I don't see any rush. I don't think it's going to be that big of a benefit, at least now, maybe against some of the other teams. But I'd rather no, like if he, if he has a playoff Rondo game or two in him, it's like, don't great. burn it now. Don't burn it now. No. Like use that against Houston. Use that against the Clippers or the Bucks. Like, that's when we would need you to play like you're 28 again
0: yeah and if he and can do it is, I don't like, know
1: if he can do it like i don't here's I the
0: thing he he's not a good defender anymore he's no. just not like no, there's no for years. There's uh, no argument that he, he is a good defender anybody anymore. that's
1: watched the lakers this season would
0: have to agree with that yeah and and the thing is like i truly believe the reason that we're seeing jr and not dion yeah is because jr can still be a pretty active defender like, he, active. He, he's I think he's the better <laughs> defensive option. Yeah. Well, you know that if we put Dion out there, yeah. CJ and Dame are just going waiters. No, I know. Well, that, you that's... Know? Yeah, and that's the problem you with this You think they're team. not going to do the same against Rondo? Yeah, of course. Of
1: course they'll do the same thing against Rondo. And that's the problem with this situation is that Dame and CJ are playing like almost the entire game. And so, yeah, yeah. you need to have capable perimeter defenders out there. I didn't think Jair did a very good job on defense this game. I actually think no, that, that he, was part no, of the reason didn't. why I, we... Yeah. Uh, I agree. I
0: agree with you, but but,
1: but in yeah, aggregate,
0: he, yeah, he is the better defensive option than Deion Waiters.
1: Yeah, is he the better net positive option? I would have to disagree. No, but but, but I
0: think Vogel is a hundred percent going in on defense in this I, series.
1: I mean, totally, and I, I that's that's his identity, and he's really good at it. I mean, just yeah. l- just like look at the just the like the simplest stat around the score that we've kept the Trailblazers to, <laughs> especially if you throw out garbage time. yeah it's been it's it's been amazing it's uh, the way that we've disrupted them and it and it makes sense to build this team around that because of anthony davis you want to have capable perimeter defenders because really like the way that we're doing it we're leaning on ad so much that we're just using the perimeter defenders to funnel them properly Yes, and that, like the times that we that we give up open dunks and stuff like that is when it, like it happened with Caruso. There was a mis and and with KCP this game where there was a miscommunication as to which side you were trying to hedge him to. to. Right. And I'm talking about Daniel. Lillard, and uh, and then he blows by AD because he was expecting right and he went left. You know, yep. simple stuff like that that totally makes sense. That's going to happen. You it can't be perfect, and and I think that Jr. is committed to doing that, and I, I would hope that um, that. Like, everybody on the team would be capable and able to do that, but not everybody can. Uh, that's why yeah. Troy, da- Troy Daniels isn't on this team anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, okay, so wait, I want you to share a little bit about your, your national broadcast experience.
1: Yes, forgive me for ranting, and I'm, I'm sorry for the people that have to watch the national broadcast all the time. It's, it, I, like we were saying on the last pod about Staples Center, we are... Lucky as Lakers fans to have the level of entertainment and commentary and analysis and showmanship and camera angles and all that kind of stuff that we that we have and so when we see the bubble games it's a letdown but for most other teams it's like wow what a jump in production value (laughs) and so we we have the same thing with national games i feel like a lot of like normal regional broadcasts you'll see a big jump up to like wow look at the graphics look at the like all the stuff that's going on and the music and stuff like that to me compared to spectrum it's a huge drop because we you like we see we we Go from a guy like Stu who is able to actually give basketball input and like is p- fully present in the games, especially now. He wasn't when we were, you know, in the BI, uh, Julius Randle. Yeah. Swag time that Lakers, not quite as much, but he's back and he, he, he's somebody that's like actually going to teach you as you're watching, like, Hey, look at, look at the way that they're setting the screen. Look at, you know, these, these more minutiae of the game not not in like a super high-minded kind of way but in, in more of like a you know former player former champion kind of way and then you have bill who's who's telling it like it is saying hey this is what's actually happening on the court this is who this player is they're fully engaged And then I listen to this crap and it just sounds like they're like they don't even want to be there. It's like it's like they're just they just want to talk about their friend that's on the video screen or talk about the song that they're singing. And they think that it's so charming because they love themselves so much. And there's just this like dripping feeling of like, oh, you are a narcissist that doesn't actually like basketball. doesn't actually know basketball i'm not learning anything or growing in any way from listening to the shit drip from your lips and instead i have no i have no recourse there's nothing i can do i am trapped listening to to a failed coach and somebody that should have never been a coach to begin with (laughs) Somebody, for example, Mark Jackson, a man that cheated on his wife with a stripper and then got blackmailed by the prostitute and some other guy while at the same time was a born-again pastor. That's the guy that Disney chooses? That's who you want me to listen to? <laughs> what, what the hell's wrong with the mouse, man?
0: It's gross. I, I didn't know you were going to go here with it. Yeah, I mean...
1: I'm going Personal. He took it into my house. I'm taking it into his.
0: Oh, man. I mean, uh, George Carl went after him on Twitter after the last game. Well, was because
1: like... he should. He's a, he's a <laughs> shitty person that I don't want in my life. He's like, he's 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 made several homophobic statements. You know, like, remember when Jason Collins came out? Yeah, of course. He, his response was, I'll pray for him. Oh, hate that guy I'm sorry (laughs) I mean and like it's the best part about it is that the proof is in the pudding with the warriors he's just this little chaos agent that thinks he knows everything that's my that's the point is I'm listening to these narcissists and that's the that's like the problem that I have kind of with America right now it's like (laughs) like have some humility like i I, i'm all for if you're a homer for your team and you want to be arrogant like with your team like that's fun but to be like i'm the shit (laughs) everything i say is right and good and i'm just gonna throw the refs under the bus here or i'm gonna say that's not a foul or that's not the way you should play basketball or ad's you know he's a competent shooter you know the the kind of stuff that's like you don't watch this team you don't know what you're doing
0: you're just uninhibited ego is not a
1: yes totally it that's (laughs) privilege man it's so frustrating.
0: It's a good point. I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of people who want to um, point to the players and kind of uh, them making political statements and then making social statements as a reason that, that fans have kind of tuned out and stopped watching. Uh-huh. To me, like, I don't think to me, I think it's more of just like the the means of of distribution of of video content is changing. I, I think it's more yeah. that. Yeah. But if you want to talk about like something that makes someone literally turn off a game, it's it's having to listen to to Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson and Reggie Miller and mm-hmm. Chris Webber. Like <laughs> I it, know r- it really is. Like it's a, it's such a shame. That the, the A team, right? Like the. Yeah, exactly. The, the big leagues, the, the so premier lineup. The, I know. For, for Turner and ESPN are like awful. And yeah. none of them like the game the way it's played today. That's right. the thing that I hate the most. Yes. Is that none of them appreciate the way that the game is played today. Yep. All they do is complain about the way the game is played today, the way it's officiated today, how long the replays take. Yep. Like the, the announcer is supposed to be. A bit like to some degree a cheerleader, right? They're supposed to be making people want to tune in after the the commercial Mm -hmm. break and stay Mm -hmm. around and Mm -hmm. stay engaged and feel like, wow, I'm watching something that's super cool, right? Like, yeah. You don't want to feel like you're watching a subpar version of basketball. Exactly. Right. You don't want to like on your deathbed be like, man, I wish I just like would have been born 20 years earlier so I could have watched real basketball.
1: Yeah, exactly. And exactly. but that, and that's
0: how they make you feel, and it's it it's, is. I think it's unfortunate because there are good people, yeah, uh, like Jeff's brother Stan, who actually is a very good color mm. commentator. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, people like Doris Burke, who we've mm-hmm. talked about before, totally who I think is is a really good color commentator. Like, yeah. and, and there there are many others who just like aren't really getting. <sighs> I just want to
1: learn, man. I just want to. I want somebody that loves the game and is going to teach me a little bit.
0: I like they, Hubie Brown. I'd take Hubie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't. I just, I just yeah. don't want complainers yeah. or bad people. To your point, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's it just it's it's one of those emblematic moments of like it's how it's always been. You know, it's like they're they've always called these games, so they're gonna keep calling those games. And I just, I, I maybe that's m- like a generational thing or my age or whatever it's that kind of stuff frustrates the hell out of me because it's like wait you have a better option but this is just the way it's always been so that's what you're gonna go with
0: you have all of the resources all of the money and you choose it's like they think that it's part of the brand or something right and and it's but it's not it's not and i
1: i don't know like are they focus grouping this and if so who are they focus grouping like the nba is like the demographic, as far as I understand it, is younger. It's more urban. It's more like, I. It's it's not people like them. It's, it, they don't talk the way they talk. They don't see the game the way they see it. I, I don't know. I just want somebody that I could connect with, and not hate. <laughs> is that too? Yeah. Much totally. To
0: ask? Totally. Like I think that that this is an extreme example, but like, you know, if. They're like, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie is doing some crazy stuff with Bitcoin and his contract Mm -hmm. and money and stuff like that. Mm. These guys would have. Like they them doing their earnest best to try to explain any of Dinwiddie's Dinwiddie's Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, contract like (laughs) like attempts, they'd get zero percent of it right. They wouldn't. You know what I mean? They wouldn't even try to educate
1: dame's number is all about you know zero percent in bitcoin is really that's that's why he pick zeros he just is not interested
0: and i'm not saying that we need to have an announcer who understands bitcoin but to your point like i think it would be helpful to have guys who are a little more in tune with the league today a yep. little more in tune with the way that the the players approach uh them, themselves mm-hmm. their 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 own personal business mm-hmm. right like it's it's you know it's it's it has really changed and and i just don't think that they've really made an attempt to try to keep up with it and it's yeah uh so you You should just feel lucky that you don't have to watch the national broadcast every time like I do. Uh,
1: I do feel lucky, but I also feel dread because it's coming. That's what always happens is that Spectrum (laughs) tails off. I think there's something once when it's an ABC game, nobody else is allowed to broadcast it. I think that's what it is. When it's like TNT, ESPN, or whatever, then I can watch Spectrum. So I think that's what happened. Um, I mean, just one, one last bit on that. The production also frustrates the hell out of me where I don't know how many times I have to see the same NBA playoffs commercial while I'm watching the during
0: the playoff game it's like just like the put... ice cube it's it's like I know I heard you want some playoffs with your playoffs <laughs> <Yes>. so I...
1: <laughs> I mean like just put just put the schedule of what's coming up on the ticker like below it or something like I want to watch the free throw I, I know that some people don't care and tune out for the free throw but like this is the playoffs it matters like let me like yeah if it's a regular season it's like garbage time whatever throw an ad on there I don't care but oh the
0: mid and the mid roll ad while live game is still playing killing me man <sighs> That so, just kills me. Or
1: when they cut so that I look at Stan Van Gundy's stupid face while the game is being played, Jeff, man. Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy. Sorry, Jeff Van Gundy's stupid face. <laughs> Whatever, both of the, the stupid family. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting too salty, but you know what I mean. Like I don't, I don't want to, I don't care. I don't want to look at you if the game's being played. Cut over, cut over during a timeout. Cut over when yeah. there's the dead ball or whatever. Whatever. Like if, if you need that ego moment, so your your face is on TV. A live
0: or, ball, the game should be full screen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous,
1: especially in the playoffs. I, like a weird bounce. Like for example, I mean, uh, Danny Green. Uh, I, I think this is in game two, uh, stole a ball out of an inbounds pass. Well, and, Alex and ins- Crusoe
0: did it tonight against, against Dame.
1: I don't mean, I don't think he even saw it.
0: Yeah. Alex Crusoe got a really cool one and Dame was pissed. And, and every time that AC inbounded for the rest of the game, Dame like gave a little <laughs> bit extra effort to try to get him back and never did. Look, I remember there was, it's I, important I, I can't, I can't remember it. what game this was, but I remember a very crucial turnover during, during one of the, like Kobe Laker playoff runs Uh where the other team's center stepped on the court before inbounding the ball. I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, You and I watched this game together. We were at your parents' house. I remember this very vividly. I think it was Uh the game where we watched it late. Your sister had the, the taco coupons in the envelope and said, open this after the game. Yeah. And Derek Fisher hit a three to win the game. Yeah. Um, But I remember there being a very crucial turnover where, uh, they like scored a layup. their big man just like kind of went to inbound the ball underneath the basket. and the ref noticed that he stepped in bounds before uh before actually passing the ball and it was a turnover and that ended up being a really cr- in a really crucial moment, I believe in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. like we probably would have missed that I with know. the way that they cut the game now, the way that they edit it, you know it's yeah. it's and that's annoying because that was a big moment. I remember you and I both jumping up and down and being like, yeah, he he. That was a turn. That's a turnover. That's a turnover. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that was a cool moment that has stuck with me for years.
1: And if if you need to give us more information, just like just decrease decrease the game to like eighty percent of the screen rather than twenty. Yeah, or like rather or like twenty is better than zero. But
0: or overlay it somehow I or know, like I know do something. It's just exactly. bad. Can I leave exactly. you with something? Speaking of appearances, that I think will make us all feel good, will make all of Laker Nation feel good, and that I, for one, am very excited about. Okay. Shoot. uh, Our next game uh, is again in two days. (laughs) Oh my God. Which will be August 24th, aka E24. Aka Mamba Day. And the Lakers will be busting out. No, the Mamba City Edition jerseys. Yes, on eight twenty four oh. in honor of Kobe Bryant. The black snakeskin. Oh, it's gotta jerseys. be a
1: slaughter, man! It's gotta be a slaughter.
0: I saw someone on Twitter. I I don't yeah. know who it was, but it was it was someone who either played with or against LeBron James. Who said, yeah. you've not played against LeBron in the playoffs until you've played against him wearing a black jersey." Oh, that's cool. <laughs> there, apparently, there's something <laughs> about that, that that gets him going. It a funeral uh, day. That's the jersey's like also being re-released yeah. for, nice. for purchase with yeah, an 8 I'm on probably. the front and a 24 on the back. All right. Uh, well, I'll buy one. Next. So <laughs> I'm going to try to... No, it's it's like they're releasing it through the sneakers app. So it's like... It's like you've, gotta, like you've got to like... You've got to win it. You've got to like hit buy oh. at like at like 7 a.m. Pacific time and, on and on hope one of the people. On All right, the 24th.
1: Send me some information about that because I'm going to I'm gonna. I I'm going to
0: try. I'm going to try. Right. try. All right. So ahead. anyways, I, I'm real excited because I think... Yeah. Unfortunately, the Magic Johnson Pinstripe City Edition, <laughs> yeah. much like Magic Johnson as our executive, was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Uh, this year's like Shaq one, I think was also like it was better than the
1: mm-hmm. Magic
0: one, but nothing has come close to that Kobe jersey. That yeah. was the sickest. Yeah. Like City Edition jersey, I think any team has run out. And I, I, I I am so happy that we're bringing it back. I agree
1: because it's cool and just a legitimate. Like, I really like the Miami Vice Heat one. Yeah, those yeah. are great. But like I wouldn't wear it, you know, like it I actually have the t-shirt. Nice. That's cool. Just I bought it in
0: Miami. I, I went cool. to go oh, see yeah, a Miami cool. playoff game a couple years ago. And so I bought a no, I bought I the it. shirt.
1: I get it. But I don't know. It doesn't fit me. But the Kobe thing, that's just like it fits who he is. It's so L.A. It it's so LA, L.A. too. Thing. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's great. Cool. That's what well, makes the Miami shirt great that.
0: is that it's it's so Miami. The Kobe one is so it's so L.A. It's perfect.
1: Love it. All right, man. Well, I'm pumped that's going to be fun me too Um, I want to thank all of our followers for tuning in to another uh, special edition uh, post game pod Um, and please invite you to subscribe to the pod on iTunes Podbean Stitcher Spotify Google Podcasts Amazon Podcasts Audible wherever you get your podcasts RSS feed if you're old school and then check us out on social media at Luke Walton TalksLakers.com there will be our links there as well as streaming for our pod if you want to grab it download it from there do whatever you want want with it you know remix it i don't care <laughs> well man hopefully see you in a couple days and hopefully we uh we win or win the right or obligation to buy a jersey by yeah i was times. gonna say if anyone
0: wins it and wants to send it to me uh you know i'm i'm, I'm happy to accept gifts so just yep. hit me up on twitter
1: <laughs> fair enough <laughs> no strings attached <laughs>
0: I love L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, John. Talk soon, man. See ya.
0: Later.